everybody welcome back to our little corner of the internet and welcome back to the taking liberties pro wrestling podcast let's go oh my god bro it is time it is time oh my god it is time yeah it's been a it's been a hot minute you know we uh have taken another sabbatical our bad we're taking more liberties yeah that that's on us um first things first i gotta get this out of the way because i've been slacking on this Zekro, I gotta thank Zekro. I gotta thank the homie Zekro. He's the one that has made the new logos and designs that you've seen that we've used as thumbnails and Twitter art, etc., etc. Uh, I've been meaning to thank him on pod for a while now. It just has slipped my mind. So, thank you, Zekro. Thank you for making that. Shout out to the homie. Well, goddamn, pal, we got a Patreon now, huh? Well, goddamn, pal, yeah, we do. And we got some crazy ass motherfucker. This guy. Goddamn MC Real Easy on Patreon with the $10 pledge. What a madman. What an absolute mad lad. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so very much. Seriously. I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all. Wasn't expecting anybody to pledge, honestly. And if they did, I was expecting maybe a dollar, you know, five if you were feeling a little crazy. But $10, I mean, fuck. That's the... Right now, it's the highest pledge we have. So, you know, $10, it's, 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 thank you. Thank you so much. And you can actually become a patron at our Patreon at TLProRestPod. That's patreon.com forward slash TLProRestPod. You can also find the Twitter at TLProRestPod. We're climbing the ranks slowly, you know, climbing slowly to a thousand listens. Across all of our platforms, you know, that's a very, very crazy, 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 crazy thing. And I'm just so happy that we get to be on that journey together. Absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely crazy to watch numbers increase and stuff. Just uh, incredible support, as always. I know I'm, I'm always the guy who harps on it, but, you know, it supports crazy. And it means a lot to both of us. I mean, it truly does. I mean, you... you I don't know how many times you told me that you never thought you'd get to this point already. And I think, no, I mean, no. it's, it's, it's impressive how many people put up with our shit. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, this is going to be episode 16. So we're 16 episodes deep. Um, I've already had to, well, not had to, you know, it's not like people were demanding they give us money, but, you know, some people have asked about it. So I've already set up a Patreon account. Like I said, we're, we're closing on a thousand total listeners it's insane there are people in different countries listening to us i mean the, the pod is growing tremendously shout out to new jersey by the way new shout jersey. out to all you crazy motherfuckers in the uk ireland and germany don't think oh, yeah and the bros you motherfuckers the i see you bros you bros you but, lads uh, and you jersey uh, jersey is our highest like listenership condensity it's, uh, it's real yeah you dudes in yeah, it's crazy how many how it's many weird. people in New Jersey are listening to yeah. us, you crazy motherfuckers. So shout out to Jersey, for sure. For sure. Um, which goes against every fiber of my being as a New Yorker. But, you know, I I can't you deny that. The real ones. Yeah, I cannot deny that you guys have helped us out tremendously. So very, very much thank you for that. Um, is that it? I think that's all the plugging. I think the way. So, so uh, without further ado, should we jump into the April Fool's episode of Impact Wrestling? Indeed. Indeed, we should. So, yes, TNA Impact, April 1st, April Fool's Day, 2005. So, the show just, you know, it started off with a recap package of uh, all the shit that went down last week. Yeah, there was, a, there were just. Uh, quickly skimming over some of the stuff with the six man six sides of steel match between uh Waltman Nash and their uh, DDP against Jarrett Monty Brown and uh oh god who else was it <laughs> uh Kip Jarrett James. Brown and uh yeah 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 the outlaw motherfucker outlaw. uh after that we cut to Mike today and Don West at the table announced that AJ Styles and Abyss will be getting the other Six Sides of Steel match at Lockdown. Yep. Uh, AJ Styles... Second match. Yep. 
AJ Styles then comes on down to the commentary table as we uh, get on our way to the first match of two on this night. Uh, Abyss Indeed. versus Cassidy Riley. Now, I don't know what's up with Abyss and the perversion, bro, but she's been crazy with the ladies in the back and shit. So, I mean, as much as I love Abyss, I mean, AJ's a little bit in the right here, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he wasn't being an absolute fucking maniac and a menace backstage, maybe I'd be a bit more on Abyss's side, but, you know, he's a little fucking crazy. Uh, basically, uh, this whole match was Abyss bearing the fuck out of Cassidy Riley as he should. Yeah, uh, I mean, the match didn't go long at all. It went the only... Yeah, the only real um, important thing of note in this match is that Mike Tanay announced that the winner of the Abyss and Styles match at the pay-per-view will get a an NWA TNA world title shot. Okay, so here's a question about that, right? Yep. Didn't didn't Abyss beat Jeff Hardy in that fucking ladder match? Contract thing, to, yeah. To win an opportunity at the NWA world's title? I'm so, pretty sure that's what happened, yeah. So, so basically... <laughs> So basically, Abyss perving on the girls cost him his guaranteed shot because now he has to defend it against AJ Styles. Or well, maybe it was just one of those uh, like WWE 12 gimmicks where you know you just climb up in a regular ladder match that isn't for a belt and you just grab a briefcase and then you win the match. Maybe Somewhere. he just had to simply grab something to win the ladder match that he was in, but it wasn't for anything. Maybe, but you know, I'm just... Just saying, Abyss been kind of going crazy recently. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. So yeah, uh, Riley he just bounces around Abyss until Abyss flattens it with a clothesline, shock treatment, black hole slam, and Abyss win. That's that's the match. Yeah. After the match, Abyss gets out the the bag of thumbtacks. You already yep. know. You already know. Uh, but before Abyss can do the thing and the thing, Jeff Hardy makes a save, which uh, is then interrupted by Raven. Raven is a big part of this uh, show, as you'll find out later uh, in this podcast. I mean, not the show, a show. Uh, he beats up Jeff Hardy. AJ starts fighting with Abyss, whole schmoz. Styles and Hardy get the heels out of the ring, and they're like, yeah, we're the faces. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Styles goes off commentary, hits Abyss with a phenomenal forearm, and then the bad guys powder up. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're baby faces. Yeah. Woo. So uh, after that, there was a really good video package with Elix Skipper and uh, Daniels just showing their history with one another as Triple X. And then after that was a sit-down interview with Mike Tanay and Monty Brown. Do you, you got anything of note you yeah. want to say about this? So basically, Tanay asked, "What we're all, you know, what we're all wondering, why the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> would Monty Brown want to align himself with Jeff Jarrett?" Monty basically says. Um, that he, yeah, he, he went through DDP's mind at Destination X, and uh, yeah, he he asked, he, worry he about it. Yeah, he asked. He's like, he asked Monty Brown. He said, "What went through your mind when you joined Jeff Jarrett?" And he said, "Well, you should be asking what went through DDP's mind when the Alpha Male did whatever." And he said, "And that was the pouts. That's what went through his mind." And yeah, he just dodged the question. Yeah, Monty Brown, you know. Not answering the questions. Uh, no. Talks about all the big things he's been doing in the wrestling business. Should have done bigger things. Uh, he Obviously, then says yeah. that he's going to dish out a hell of pain to them boys, Waltman, Nash, and DDP. And he closed. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this line was, but it was crazy. He said, like Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater, we're going to hold our own. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 was, I was genuinely taken aback by this line because never in a million years would I suspect <laughs> Monty Brown to make Pee Wee Herman masturbation jokes. Big Pee Wee Herman guy. Yeah. <laughs> Huge Pee Wee Herman guy. He saw he saw a fucking movie and he said, "That's my dude." Right, right, right. He saw that uh, talking couch gimmick and he's like, "Wow, I gotta get out on that." <laughs> Whoa, yeah. <laughs> so uh, after that was a very long very huge video package just bro i skipped skipped the fuck out of this (laughs) yeah i mean this this show was basically video packages and and interviews but uh it was just a very long video very very long yeah (laughs) fuck it it was was long it was literally literally half the show was this yeah it was very long video package 
that went over the entirety of pretty much everything involving Jarrett, how, you know, uh, the outlaw came in and then how that sprinkled over to the outlaw and three live crew and, and just a very long recap of yeah, pretty much everything that we've been, it's pretty much everything that we've been covering since I've started the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was like like a a promo package for the six man. And then there was another promo package immediately after for lockdown Mm -hmm. itself. (laughs) Yep. It's fucking super long. Yeah. And then we moved to the main event, which was Michael Shane and Primetime versus Petey Williams and Chris Saban. This was a uh, four-man X Division shootout, which essentially means um, the match starts to tag, and then comes with a handicap. Yep. A handicap, and then the last two remaining go one-on-one to determine the winner. You know, just another one of those fucking TNA doing shit to be different. God damn. <laughs> just so convoluted for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Daniels is on commentary for this match, which actually I was very pleased with because Christopher Daniels is an absolute fucking monster on the money. Oh, yeah. He was great. Because uh, this was basically a number one contenders match for the Exhibition Championship at Lockdown. Uh, to start the match, we had Petey Williams and Elix Skipper having a fairly decisive advantage. I mean, almost very decisive over Michael Shane. Yeah. Until Saban decides, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Big springboard uh, to Moonsault to the other three men outside the ring from uh, Saban. Michael Shane hits a nice, a nice super kick on Petey Williams, almost like he's related to someone who does that move or something. Almost. Kind of crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Saban with a jackknife cover, and he eliminates uh, Petey Williams. Felix Skipper then comes in the match. Does that tightrope gimmick he does as he walks across the top rope to, bro, he spiked Michael Shane's head on the fucking mat. He said, die. He he always does that. (laughs) I mean, it always I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm talking like he wanted this kid to die. No, yeah. I mean, it was bad, but I mean, it always looks gnarly. I mean, that time it looked intentional, but I guess when it doesn't look intentional, it's like, fuck. Yeah, fuck, dude. There's something about head bombs that just gets me going crazy. Uh, throughout this entire match, uh, Don West and Mike Tanay are just doing nothing but putting Elix Skipper over so fucking hard. Oh yeah, because they keep asking Daniels on commentary, like, "Well, what what happens if uh, if you got to face Skipper?" And he keeps just dodging the question until he later in this match eventually answers the said question. Yeah, so Daniels is doing pretty much everything he can to not even think about that because I mean. Essentially, the idea is that Daniels does not want to face Elix Skipper, which, yeah. I mean, I guess, but uh, basically, Michael Shane and Skipper have a double down after a crossbody collision. Skipper then hits a filthy air raid crash on Michael Shane to get rid of his stupid ass. Oh, yeah. Spiked he said, I, this is, again, he wanted this kid to die. <laughs> I forgot what he oh called this move, God. but yeah, spiked him. Yeah. Uh, so then it comes down to Chris Saban, Elix Skipper. You see, I like both these men, bro, but hail Saban, my guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hail Saban. That's my dude right there. Uh, Daniels really does not want to take on Elix Skipper. He's making it very obvious on commentary. Oh, yeah. Now he's just like, yeah. He trying yeah. to not fucking have a match with this dude. He, because Daniels, Daniels is actually putting over everyone else, but Skipper. Yeah, he's the only one that he's not putting over. Yeah, because he's like, well, you know, Saban. He's a he's a great wrestler. I mean, even when the match started, he was like, uh, they started off talking about Skipper, and he was like, oh, would you look at this great uh, technical great wrestling between Saban and Michael Shane? Yeah, yeah the Saban so. kids got real potential, don't you think? Saban hits avoiding everybody. Yeah, Saban hits a stiff. Spinning, but he hit the fucking Judas effect on Skipper. Just knocked him, yeah. He said, go to sleep, kid. Uh, goes for a tornado DDT, but is cut off. Tries it again. Actually lands it. Gets a two count there. Both men are pretty much trading the momentum of the match back and forth. Saban with a... This this dude literally ran across the entire ring with this Liger bomb. He said, I'm going to mm-hmm. drop you on the other side. Uh, Skipper <laughs> gets knocked the fuck out 
by an uppercut. He he's draping himself over the ropes pretty much. Oh yeah. He, like yeah. this dude was this dude sold it like he actually like he actually died. Uh he manages to rally back in this match, hits a diving kick on Saban. Saban goes for a cradle shock, but uh Skipper slips out. It's the sudden death. That's what it's called. Sudden death, yeah, yeah, there it is. On Saban. Daniels is speechless by this outcome. Absolutely not happy about it, as anyone with ears could tell. Yeah, and then he finally just says, fuck. Fuck this. Uh, <laughs> fuck this guy, you know, I can beat him. You have a beat his jabroni ass, just you watch. And uh, that, was, that was a match, you know, pretty good match. Yeah, Daniels pretty much just said the skipper ain't ready. And, uh, I mean, Daniels just won the title, so I'd assume he, he ain't losing it too quick well yeah i mean you'd hope or you'd imagine but you'd you'd think under normal booking philosophy that your champion doesn't lose after you know on their first defense or whatnot you know but who knows you would think right you you would think we'll see i mean i genuinely don't remember so we'll see and i don't know because i wasn't watching tna until like 07. (laughs) fair so uh that was impact wrestling for April 1st, 2005, really short and sweet because half the show was promo packages that I didn't watch. Yep. was able to just fly right on through this episode, which was... Really nice. Oh, very welcome surprise and uh, a very... Especially considering... Very nice. Go ahead. The, the other show that we got, which is three oh, times long. Fuck, yeah. Because... I was gassed with that show. So, well, yeah. We, we talked about it before the show, but we had our reasons for why we were almost dead by the end of it. But, uh, yeah. yes, that was Impact. And uh, I guess we should just jump into the next one, huh? Yeah. I guess so, we can go ahead and hop right in into it. For our blast from the past, brother Seg, this week we checked out ECW Barely Legal, April 13th, 1997. This came yes. at the request of Ruben. In our Discord, the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast Discord. All right, yeah, Ruben, you piece of shit. Yeah, you asked multiple times, you piece of shit. I better see you go crazy for this one, brother. You better like, comment, share. I better see, bro. Become a one dollar pledge. You better do everything. All right. I better see some some five stars on Apple. You know what I'm talking about? Five stars. This is this is the third time you've requested it. You made a big deal out of it, and it was a three hour show. And we got and I was you. gassed halfway through it because I was fucking exhausted because I got a second job, okay? And I'm sick. <laughs> and he's sick right now. And we're still doing this fucking show, all right? Damn straight. So, god all damn right. it. Ruben, so, you better show all the support. That's straight. Uh, this uh, show opens with uh, Joey Styles in the ring introducing the crowd to the show. The first ever ECW pay-per-view. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides the ones in '96 and '95, but I guess we don't talk about those. That, that was Eastern Championship Wrestling. Oh, yeah, we don't, I don't we know don't, what you talk about, bruh. Yeah, we don't talk about that. This is this yeah. is Extreme Championship Wrestling. Yeah, different yeah. era. Boom, 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 boom. Apparently, uh, the Dudleys come out to the ring for a promo. The crowd got huge heat for Devon. They're literally chanting "Fuck you, Devon" at him. Yeah, they fucking hated the Dudleys. They hated. Just, oh my god, could they not stand them. these fucking guys. These damned Dudley motherfuckers. They could not stand them. Devon calls the crowd the most ungrateful, illiterate pieces of trash he's ever seen. And then uh, the show intro plays after that. Yep. Which is... <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, really weird way to, to go into your they intro. Did, they, did, they did the cold open after the... Whatever. Uh, after that, after the intro plays, we come back to the ring. We have Joel Gertner, who calls himself the quintessential stud muffin. He, Who's uh, not wearing a shirt, but he's wearing a blazer and a tie. Bro, or in a bow tie. Excuse me. Bro, let me tell you something. My man's chest hairs are going crazy in this fit. I thought he was wearing a shirt at first. I literally you know. said as soon as he got on screen, bro, where's your shirt? Yeah, I know. And like he was so hairy that I thought he was wearing a shirt. So I was like, why'd you say that? <laughs> Unreal. Uh <laughs> Joel Gertner introduces the eliminators on their way to the ring for this ECW tag team championship matchup. So the match starts. The the Dudleys immediately powder they want they're like fuck this <laughs> so the eliminators decide well why not use total elimination on sign guy dudley because he's just chilling here yeah so they kill him at this point the dudley's are like oh, i guess i'll i guess i'll come in the ring and have a match uh they immediately take control 
Bubba says motherfucker real loud. Yep. That he was just sick. clearly yells it. Motherfucker. Okay. Here's here's the thing, right? The, so we watch this show on the WWE Network. So I mean, those, of course, there's overdubs and censoring and shit. Oh fuck! They yeah. they I don't know what like they they censored bitch at one point in the show, but they didn't censor this very blatant motherfucker. We heard shit earlier later. We heard or we heard shit, shit later too. Bitch, motherfucker, whore. Like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Because the Fed had no deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Just very weird. Um, very, so Bubba, very strange. Bubba yells out, motherfucker, and he hits a power bomb on John Cronus. Just fucking said, go away. Uh, Devon follows that up with a diving headbutt. Real uh, Pegasus kid mark. Uh, the Dudleys... <laughs> the Dudleys whip Perry Saturn into the ropes, and he does a, a moonsault over both of them. Starting mm-hmm. a, a bit of a shine until they cut that shit right off. I said, no way, kid. Uh, Cronus uh, prevents a Death Valley driver on Saturn. And the two start throwing filthy, dirty, nasty, disgusting spin kicks. Just absolutely the nastiest, stiffest spinning roundhouse you, you will probably Which have ever seen. fucked up because RVD has a match later on in this show. What the hell? I know, bro. What the fuck? Taking my man's gimmick. Actually, a lot of people did that shit. Uh, yeah. The Eliminators... Uh, at this point, or uh, have grasped firm, firm control of this match. Yeah. So after I, they, yeah, well, I think you're gonna this point, from this point on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so once they fucking get the, both these guys down, they both go up to the top rope and fucking hit a twisted bliss, which I was. Fucking, yo. That was. Oh, like, oh they're like the bliss marks. Oh my big, god. Big, big bowling for soup, Alexa Bliss fans. You know, it just yeah, dude, I, yeah. I heard Alexa Bliss by bowling for soup one time, and I was like, oh my god, bro, gonna fucking hit that twisted bliss. bliss, bro. Yeah, absolutely. They look absolutely. just as shit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe hers looked a bit better. You know, these guys. Are yeah, looking, it's uh, her finish. It's different. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bunch of bullshit. Uh, Assisted Saturn saw over the top rope to the floor to the Dudleys, followed by a fucking Sasuke special, which was by, by Cronus. We, bro, we which was very so disrespectful. We, we we popped huge. Yes, but I, yeah, but very disrespectful given what's happening happening later. Yeah, later on in the night, I was like, wait, the, what the fuck? He did that move with this guy on the card? Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so lots of lots of double team maneuvers um, by the Eliminators. Cutting Devon down with attack after attack after attack. They kneed him in the gut, kicked out his knees, and then just fucked this dude's head. I was like, oh my god, bro. How you not put these guys over immediately with this shit? Yeah, they fucked these guys up. Uh, another springboard Saturn Salt onto Bubba. 450 splash by John Cronus and a total elimination on Bubba. And we have new ECW tag team champions, but Joel Gertner gets his fucking mic and claims that due to his scoring system, his personal scoring system, the yeah. Dudleys won this match by a score of 86 to 83 and the Eliminators just beat his fucking ass. Yep. Total elimination. They leave with the belts. Like, well, shut the fuck up, piece of trash. So, you know, it's good, hot opener. That I was a really good match. I, uh, total elimination, they firmly, firmly whooped the asses of the Dudleys, like like, like we said yeah, after once, that yeah, roundhouse those, gimmick. Yeah, once those spinning kicks happened, I don't think the Dudleys got in like any more real offense. It was pretty much over from that point. Just completely fucking fucked those guys up. It's absolutely. Which is weird to see the Dudleys kind of get, I won't say buried, but like they got shit on. Yeah, they weren't buried. <laughs> they, they got, got yeah. shit housed yeah. by the Eliminators. But I mean, they were the, I mean, that's their job, right? They were heels. You got to put the baby faces over. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, so then we get to Chris Candido in the ring with his arm in a sling with a torn bicep. He was supposed to take on Lance Storm on this card tonight. Uh, Candido talking about what the fuck ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I it was know, a weird promo. He was just he was, talking about. he was really he just saying a bunch of shit. He was saying about how he's been all around the wrestling world and how he he should be in the main event and that he'd like to be hit with. Sandman stick. Uh, it's just a whole bunch of bullshit, really. Basically, what he said was he wants a Sandman to come and hit him with a Singapore cane, except that he's allergic to cigarette smoke, and he calls Singapore a shit country. Yeah. To which, uh, I I don't. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> okay. 
sure, All whatever. Right. Speaking of sure, cool, and whatever, Rob Van Dam versus Lance Storm is next. Oh, baby, oh, baby, these two are fucking crazy. Uh, Matt starts the collar elbow, you know how it be. Which turns into the drop, drop down, leapfrog, bullshit, except RVD fashion. Drop down actually means do a split. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. RVD was crazy. Still is crazy. Uh, True. RVD hits a great somersault plancha to the floor and storm. Now, here's the thing. I know ECW is crazy and shit, but bro, those those thin little baby pads, bro. Oh my god, hell no, <laughs> hell no. Well, they didn't even want the pads there; they had to put them there. Yeah, fucking crazy. I mean, I've, I mean, I've seen ECW shows where it's straight up concrete on the floor, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. bro, I don't fucking know how you guys are doing this. Uh, I mean, you know what that locker room is on? Oh yeah, they're they're all fucking crazy. Lots of adrenaline. Fucked up. Yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top rope leg drop to Storm from RVD. Uh, he whips Storm to the corner. Gives the top rope. Lance a backwards. F- Storm whips, gets whipped into the corner. He leaps to the top rope, which was. Yeah, yeah. he really leaps to the top in one motion and then does a back elbow. Yeah, he just had nice. a Judas effect. <laughs> <laughs> Storm sends yeah. Rob out to the floor. Uh, RVD hits a moonsault, jumping off the guardrails on the Storm, which is pretty cool. Uh, he grabs a chair after throwing Storm back into the ring, and he, bro, oh my god, tosses it right at oh his fucking god. head. He he throws Storm into the corner, and when he bounces off, he just <laughs> he yeah. beamed this fucking guy right yeah. in the face. Oh my goodness! Tossed right at his fucking multiple head. Multiple times yeah. in this match, they did this shit. Like mm-hmm. we, I literally had to, we had to rewind because we couldn't tell if Storm got his hands up or not on this. He did, but. Shout he did the first time making it making it look good for sure he did the first time not not so much the second time yeah this fucking second one. Oh my god uh yeah. storm manages to recover uh gets a single leg crab on rvd which is a great move uh he reaches the ropes for the break which then led to us having a conversation about the rules in this fucking federation <laughs> yeah i wish i had noticed that uh rvd tries to set up a chair in the ring after taking a power bomb on the chair from Storm. Storm. Bro, this shit was crazy. Uh, Storm's on the top rope, drops a leg drop on Rob's head, whose head slams oh. into the fucking chair. Oh, oh my God. I couldn't Just believe absolutely it. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So he unfolds the chair so it's set up and he's like crouched over it. And Storm drops a leg drop onto RVD's head, which slams his head into the chair that's open. Bro, I could not believe how fucking crazy these dudes were. Oh my god. Um, RVD manages to recover, hits a Van Daminator on Storm for the win, you know, the, throw the chair in your face and kick it. Yep. Uh, after the match, he cuts a promo, a real promo, about how he was pissed that he was a replacement for Chris Candido in this match. Uh, he only took the match for business reasons because now after winning the match, he's worth more money to ECW and he's worth more money everywhere else. The crowd chants get the fuck out, and Rob's like, all right, see ya. <laughs> he said, yeah, you can catch me on Monday nights. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, real. Sir. The one thing I will say about this is that it's always weird going back and watching old WC or ECW and seeing that the five-star frog flash is the transition move. Yo, so for real, strange. I was so confused. I don't know. I, I think I just didn't mention it in this at all, but uh, yeah. When Rob hit the five star and Landstorm kicked out, I was like, I was I was very confused until you well, told me not even that wasn't his finish yet. Yeah, not even that. He hit the five star, got up immediately, was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. So kind of walked around a little yeah. bit, and then he went for the pin. And then he was like, "Oh, how did he kick out?" I'm like, oh. yeah, I was like, I already didn't sell the. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no matter what, this match was really awesome, and uh. I am never. I'm literally never going to forget that fucking chair spot for the rest of my life. I'm never was, gonna forget that. That was so it disgusting. Was, it was naughty. It was real bad. In a I good way. I don't. I don't know who came up. I'm, I'm assuming RBD came up with that because Landstorm. Landstorm talks at hitting people with chairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he had to take it. So I'd imagine he probably came up with. It. So it's yeah, just fucking kill me, bro. It's fine. Just kill me, bro. I'm winning the match anyway. All right. 
So uh, after that, Joey Styles throws to a Michinoku Pro Wrestling six-man that it says that they've imported contestants, and those contestants are the great Sasuke, Grand Hamada, and Asato Yakushichi. Yeah, Yakushichi. Versus Terry Boy, Dick Togo, and Takamichinoku. My guy, Richard Togo. Yes, sir. Bro, when they... Okay, so here's here's the thing, right? So we got great Sasuke in this fucking match, despite the fact that John Cronus in the open did his move. Yeah. He hit the goddamn Sasuke. Like, bro, what the hell? That is so disrespectful. What I'll say about respect, this crowd went bananas with the streamers with these i didn't even know that ecw fuck with streamers first off so when they did this i was taken very aback gotta show respect for true fucking terry boy got the name terry from terry funk and you know what i i, yeah. I really i really could not ask for a better reason to name yourself something in the biz you know he is a huge terry funk Mark, so he Literally. decided to name himself after his biggest wrestling idol. I mean, that's that's a perfectly fine reason. That's that's fair. Yeah, and I'm Terry gonna, Funk's a fucking pretty good guy. So you know, I'm gonna call myself Rob Van Dam Boy, <laughs> and that's fun. Fucking everything. <laughs> oh man, uh, this match was f- way out of left field because I was not expecting any of what we got here. Um, Takashichi. Just going absolutely nuts with all these satellite everything's you could possibly everything, yeah, satellite, yeah. DDTs, just a bunch of everything. So yeah, they, they explained that Michinoku Pro Wrestling MPW it is it's Japanese wrestling with a lucha influence. It's pretty much lucha rules. It's Japanese wrestling with lucha rules. Pretty much the yeah. best way to to explain it. Which is good. Which is good that they explained it before we saw lucha rule tags. Uh, yeah, I because I mad. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very glad they explained it. But once they explained that it was lucha rules, so you know, guys don't really have to tag. You can just kind of roll under the bottom rope or get out of the ring, and then another guy can just come in because it keeps the action going in lucha. That's that's they. Yeah, they don't want no fucking hot tags, bro. I mean, it's not the culture I've grown up with, so I can't call it strange. But they. Yeah. They don't believe in having everything look all fake, like, you know, taking back bumps or whatnot. So that's why things like a Tope Suicida, that's why Tope Suicida was involved. Because if you throw yourself at your opponent, then they have to catch you and take the bump. It doesn't look as choreographed as, well, uh, punching a guy and then they take a flat back bump. (laughs) It's, It's a weird concept to me, but, you know, I get it. I understand. Um. But yeah, so that, you know, Lucha Rules is all about keeping the action going. Yeah, so Yakushichi with these crazy satellite everythings and whatnots. Just every mm-hmm. move you could possibly do a satellite into. Um, which is basically when you do like all those fucking crazy flips around a dude. Like a, yep. like a goddamn Rey Mysterion or something. Uh, mm-hmm. All of these men in this match are hitting the ropes like they owed them money. Oh yeah. Crazy. Crazy the way they're hitting these fucking ropes. I thought they were going to break. Gotta uh, attack the ropes, brother. For real. Uh, great Sasuke with a single leg Boston crab. Oh, baby. On uh, Takamichinoku. Which was, Stole that Lance Storm joint. For real. Uh, he literally lifted Michinoku off the mat. He had that shit in so deep. Like, Michinoku's had it. His, were not even on the mat anymore. Yeah, his, uh, his stance was really wide on that single leg. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, bro. Um, he had the shit so fucking deep. Uh, Talk him in just to get out. Uh, Masato comes in, takes a nasty little brain buster from Taka. Uh, Yakashichi throughout this entire match has taken nothing but ridiculous bumps. Just I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what this guy did to everyone else in the match, but pissed they just treated off. him like the young boy. It's it's yeah, he got young boy in this match for dressing up like Mitsuharu Masawa, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I really, yeah. I really could not get over it while we were watching it. This dude was wearing green and white. I was like, how? Yeah, you kept you kept bringing that Masato thing up. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was like, how fucking dare you wear his colors, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, the BWO contingent. Yeah, this is the uh, Japanese contingent of the BWO, by the way. Yeah, yeah Taka, Terry Boy, and Dick Togo uh, hit a dirty, ins- insane 
triple power bomb on Masato again. Oh. Two, I don't. And then they all then all what was it like all three of them fucking covered him and he still kicked out. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was at one point they used him to like pose or whatever. They like bent him over. They did a pose one, with him. Yeah, one dude stood on his back, and then the other dudes like fucking. They hooked his legs like you would a uh, side rushing leg sweep, and they just bent him up forward. One dude stood on his back. The other dudes stretched out his arms. They all just fucking posed with him. It's like, oh, it's fucking. It's like it's that's like kind of cool. It's like Mr. Satan posing with Boo. Indeed, it was real <laughs> dope. Oh my god, uh, Taka! It's a destructive, oh, fucking. Oh my god, missile drop kick to the back of the great Sasuke's head, which. Oh my mm. fucking god, dude! Any 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 like really hard blow to the back of the head, I'm immediately gonna cringe. Super. I just hard. I know what that can do to a person. For sure, and it was disgusting. And I just my only thing about these like drop drop kicks to the back of the head is I just how do you prepare? Do you have to yell like ah ah like I don't. How do you, I don't understand how you prepare. Like, you just have to take. You just have to be kicked in the back of the head. Like, I mean, I know sometimes they kick you high angle back of the neck, which is still very dangerous because whiplash and what. But yeah, fuck, dude. I mean, I mean, yeah. If I'm taking a drop kick, I can't see. I'd rather be in my upper back because it is really. I mean, it, it's a lot harder to fuck up the upper part of your back than your neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, disgusting. Fucking drop kick follows up with a Michinoku driver, which high angle one. This is a real fucking one where you get dropped on your goddamn head. Yeah, not one of them fucking scuffed body slam one sheer drop yeah sheer drop right on your neck yeah he tried to kill him uh this was broken up by masato on the pin taka goes for another top rope move going to the well one too many times as great sasuke counters with a drop kick of his own as he comes down falls with a tiger suplex bridge on taka and great sasuke gets the win for his team good match rogan match bro this is up and down this entire card. This is probably like my probably my first or second favorite match of this entire show. I think I would say it was my favorite match. It was a really, really good match. Yeah, it was either this or uh Taz and ah. Sabu. That was a good one too. I I was I got real gas in that match though. Yeah, I mean by the, I mean it doesn't it may not seem like it because of how fast we might be going, but by by the by the, the last hour or so of the show we were dead. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, your your sickness was coming in. Yeah, I was fucking coming. fresh off of work, really, and just tired as fuck. So I, yeah. So yeah. then we, after the six man, we cut to a promo with Big Stevie Cool talking about his opportunity here tonight on pay per view. Uh, he's he can barely fucking hear him to be honest over the music playing. But what I got yeah. was he said that tonight wasn't about pain; it's about Stevie Richards, and then the blue meanie. <laughs> comes up from behind and threat he threatens terry funk and the sandman and i i, I couldn't help but laugh <laughs> yeah so the, it was the, real the, weird real, real perverted the blue meanie threatening terry funk and the sandman is quite funny to me uh, i mean yeah there was that one time he lost a whole bunch of weight and you know had a porn star wife or whatever that was cool Ooh, that's cool speaking of porn stars uh or not really but close enough uh, the enough. franchise Shane Douglas and Francine are in the ring. Douglas cuts a promo about his four points and uh, turning the WCW, winning the TV title, and breaking Pitbull number one Gary Wolf's neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas then says he wants to hit. He wants someone to hit the music so he can kick some ass. Uh, Pitbull number two just runs down and starts beating the piss out of this dude. This, yeah. Let me talk about this crowd real quick. This crowd spent the majority of this match just disrespecting the fuck out of Francine. Poor, just every, everything, crack whore. I mean, every terrible thing that you can think that an ECW crowd would chant to a woman, they did. They said it. And and when we were watching, mind you, the outfit Francine was wearing was absolutely out of fucking control. But... How how this crowd gonna sit here and say all that when I know for a fact that any dude in that crowd would have gone crazy for a shot to smell her? <laughs> like, bro, get out of here! I'm looking uh, at Francine. I'm like, dude, 
Respectfully. Oh my of goodness. Course. Always. That's what I gotta say. Uh, Pitbull number two starts a match by just actually. Oh well, well. First, we gotta talk about the fact that on the WWE Network, Pitbull number two comes out to Mike Knox's old. Oh my theme. god! Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Mike Knox theme. Fucking East WWE CW shouts out. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, so Pitbull number two starts a match by wrenching on uh, Douglas's neck in a guillotine. He spends a lot of the early part of this match literally just choking Douglas in different ways. Yeah. Uh, a pile driver by Douglas under Pitbull. I, at this point, realized that <laughs> Shane Douglas looks exactly like Randy the Ram. <laughs> so this is now my gimmick on the show is I'm just going to start comparing buff blonde dudes to Randy the Ram. <laughs> Well, he looks like both Randy the Ram and, and Jerry Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and Mickey Rourke. Rourke. And Jerry Lynn, who also looks like Mickey Rourke. So, you know. Yeah, but I got more respect for Jerry Lynn. <laughs> That's oh, pretty man. true. Yeah. Uh, Pitbull number two manages to get Douglas up into a body press position and overhead tosses him uh, over the top through the fucking table. Oh, my God. Honestly, when he first did that, I didn't think there was gonna be anything there. So yeah, I, I didn't either. I thought he was just gonna fucking slam him out. Word up to uh, Pitbull number two for not actually killing him. Uh, Shouts out. <laughs> at this point, they start brawling on the outside, and uh, Gary Wolf, who's in the crowd, uh, starts attacking Douglas until uh, Douglas's Riot Squad, huge Ruby Riot uh, Mark bro. Uh, <laughs> Grabs Wolf. It's, it's like just a, a gang of dudes in like biker helmets and and leather jackets. Mm-hmm. It's like if you took Edge from One Night Stand 05 and just or 06 and just had, had a whole bunch of that. Of him, yeah. More of that. You have the Riot Squad without um, the wife fucking though. You know, so not uh-huh. as cool. Yeah, it's true. Well, Francine was there, so true. This this whole match was so fucking overbooked, dude. Dude, oh my god, yes, I have so it much shit. Oh my garbage. god, yeah, um, it was garbage. Uh, so the Riot Squad take Wolf and just make him leave. Uh, Pitbull number two gets a guardrail from under the ring. Now let me say one thing. He so he throws it over the top rope into the ring, right? So that's impressive and all. But I fucking hate guardrail spots like this because they are. I know it's ECW. But these fucking things are so dangerous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so they wrestle around it, trying to get one person to go into it over the other. Uh, Pitbull 2 winds up outside the ring, which at this point, Douglas takes his opportunity to drop the Pitbull 2 from the inside onto his back. This is one of those times where, like, one miscalculation and this dude could get a fucking spike in the back of his head. <laughs> Pretty right. much, yeah. So that's that's my issue with the guardrails is that like you could really fuck this dude up with this, especially because he wasn't even looking; he just had it dropped on his back. Um, so then Douglas goes for a move from the top, was countered by a drop kick. Every single this happened so many times on the show. Uh, worker man's going up to the top to get drop kicked on the way down. Mm-hmm. Then they decide we're gonna bury a whole bunch of shit in this match. In the interest of overbooking the finish, as oh. uh, we have brass knuckles, the timekeeper's bell, a chair, some wooden boards, and the television champion itself thrown right over goddamn Pitbull 2's goddamn head. Mm-hmm. And he kicks out of all of it. Absolutely all of it. Which, first off, so the brass knuckles should have been the end. The timekeeper's yeah. bell should have been the end. And the television championship should have been the end. But no. I feel like. This is where I got really gassed. Seeing so this is where all began. this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so Pitbull 2 kicks up all this bullshit. And then Douglas hits a power slam <laughs> for the fucking win. <laughs> yeah, he just I won with the rest not, of them. I could not believe the that they After buried... All that they, they used the brass knuckles, the bell, the championship... And the match ends on a fucking power slam. I actually wanted to scream at this point. I actually wanted to scream. Yeah, um, one with the move. After the match, uh, Brian Lee, disguised with a biker helmet and uh, Rick Rhodes' robe, comes down to the ring, uh, reveals himself to be Brian Lee, and just starts making out with Francine. 
Yeah. Uh, Shane Douglas, not too impressed by this, attacks, at which point Rick Rude himself actually comes out and uh, beats oh the brakes, beats the brakes of a Douglas until they powder and leave. Uh, Francine looked like she enjoyed that a lot. Uh, that whore. <laughs> the damn Jezebel. That damn Jezebel. Boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, we go backstage to Raven. Ah! Raven talks about being a martyr for a broken society and that the people yeah. of ECW want him to win. I don't know about that. Raven looking very handsome at this point. Bro, Raven... Dude, there's a reason he was on that cover that one WCW game with Sting and Goldberg, bro. There's a reason. He is a good I'm a, look. I'm a straight guy, right? But I know when I I, I know yeah. when a man is looking good, you know. And I'm you not afraid. Deny, of that. You, you just can't deny it. His Raven was a good looking dude. He was a good looking man, especially in that gimmick with the '90s and the fucking the flannel and the the, the cut jeans and the band right. oh my I mean, god yes and he he had the aesthetic of the time like oh yeah goodness dude he was literally he was literally 1994 as a person it's incredible yeah pretty much uh we cut to another promo on the back and the void <laughs> with taz and bill alfonso talking about all the people that taz has choked out in the past with the kata hajime kata hajime that's for true the taz mission he is excited to go to war with Sabu. He wants to fight him. He wants to fucking choke that motherfucker. Oh my god, choke that bitch. Uh, to take him out. Take the bitch out back. Uh, so Taz comes out. Sabu says, "Fucking entrance. I'm gonna run out right after you do." Uh, doesn't give a shit about his entrance. Uh, they do some wrestling shit. You know, typical Taz stuff. Eventually, Taz. Uh. Hardway Sabu with some really, really mean cross faces. Uh, he just, I don't, what, did he bust open his nose or something? Yeah, it was his nose, just absolutely disrespectful. Just fucking, yeah, he Hardway Sabu's nose, which I think, I mean, to be fair, Sabu has never had great balance for his rope shit, but in yeah. this match, he botched it a lot. Uh, Sabu manages to recover. And sends cra- uh, crass <laughs> Taz into the crowd. Uh, he it's crass. It's crass. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, he gets a chair into the ring. Does that spot where he jumps off the chair onto the ropes? He tried. Uh, he tried. He tried. Yeah, he fucked. He, he fucked it up the first time. Fell back into the ring. Tries again. Launches himself into the crowd on the Taz. Uh, this crowd went. Nutty bananas for this shit. There was the one guy in the crowd with the side who was going stupid. He was going crazy. He was like literally shaking with excitement. <laughs> they yeah, uh Taz and Sabu kill themselves. Yeah. Uh they wrestle around in the crowd for a little bit. Taz then clotheslined Sabu back over the rail. He said, Get your ass over there. Uh Sabu sets up Taz in the corner, uses that chair for the assisted like Lariat gimmick. Like it says Matt Hardy or something. Falls up with a body splash, but gets reversed into a uh, flapjack onto the setup chair, which looked so mean. <laughs> so mean. Uh, Jesus Christ, it looked hard. Uh, Taz on the outside, man, just to dodge Sabu's attempt at a tope as he just crashes and burns in the goddamn guardrail. Bro, again, working these guardrails. Oh my God. <laughs> I could I never. I could never. I swear they were closer in this match. Oh, I'm sure they were. They did a bunch of bridge spots too. Uh, <laughs> Taz, Taz then does a a Tazplex, one of his many Tazplexes oh, on Sabu, throwing him back into the crowd again. Uh, at this point, Taz has Bill Alfonso set up a table bridge, which Sabu tries to use for himself with a Tenido DDT, but uh, Taz holds onto the ropes on the apron and just sends that motherfucker crashing in through on his on his own. It, it, some of these some of these drops bro i don't know how these dudes they gotta be on some serious shit i mean i know sabu's probably on some serious shit but like some of these bumps my god um so after sabu manages to recover he goes to the top rope mounts a foot on the corner post and does this little little baby leap onto the rope some Mm -hmm. extra momentum for a diving leg drop 
uh, Sabu uh, locks in a kata hajime on Taz. Hajime. But, you know, yeah. Sabu Sabu's a fucking jabroni, apparently, and Taz says, that's my move. Stop. Gets out of it. Uh, Taz then does a T-bone suplex to Sabu, locks on the Taz mission, the kata hajime, and uh, wins. After the match, Taz gets on the microphone and drops some respect on Sabu's name. Uh, they shake hands and hug, and that's He's when diss somebody in the crowd because uh... yeah, they're giving him shit for having respect. Fucking ECW Nicole, crowds, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you bitch. Uh, RVD runs down to the ring and is like, "Bro, what the hell is this fucking respect bullshit? Are you kidding me?" Beats up Taz. Sabu is like, "You know what?" Fuck it. Let's yeah. beat up Baz. Turns out that guy was right. Yeah, true. Turns out that fan was right, yeah. Yeah. He knew. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> He's an insider. <laughs> yeah. He had uh, the dirt sheets. He was in the fucking Meltzer on the Observer talking about, yeah, so Alfonso is going to turn on Taz. <laughs> Sabu with the Arabian face buster, which is just a fucking ass bump with a chair on the Taz's face. Uh... RVD then lays out Taz on a table bridge for Sabu to dive over the ropes onto. So they murder Taz. RVD gets back in the ring. They're like, yeah, dude, cool and whatever and sick and whatnot. Uh, Bill Alfonso reveals under all of his different... He was wearing like fucking three different Taz shirts. Yeah, he had like three gimmicks on. He took them all off to reveal a uh, an RVD shirt, which is... Whoa! Uh, like, I didn't no, see that coming. Shirt. What was Sabu that? Shirt. Sabu shirt. Oh, was a shabby shirt? Well, whatever it was. Uh, well, basically, yeah, he, he turned out to be a turncoat. Is the yeah. moral of the story? Yeah, and what what confused me about this the most was that uh, on the way when they were leaving, uh, the cameras follow following them to the back. Alfonso says that uh, Taz is a fucking loser, and that Alfonso only works with winners, despite the fact that Taz won this fucking match. I. Was really Sabu, it, it's like why I get like in storyline what the reasons were in the future for this, but Alfonso yeah. turning on Taz despite winning the match makes absolutely no fucking sense. Yeah, I didn't really understand that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't whatever and cool. Uh speaking of cool, speaking of cool, we have big Stevie Cool versus the Sandman. Versus the Funker, Terry Funk. Yes, sir. In a three-way dance. Yeah. Uh, at this Which point, means eliminations. Yeah, it's it's a it's a three-way elimination match. Uh, at this point, you and I were pretty much tapped out of energy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we were both just begging for these last two matches to go on because the winner of this three-man dance was going to take on Raven immediately after for the ECW Championship, which is fucked. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah, that's really fucked up. That's really, really fucked up. That that Raven's opponent is someone who has to go through a fucking three man dance in ECW. Yeah. Oh my god. It's super fucked up. Makes it even worse at the end. But uh, Tommy Dreamer and Beulah McGillicuddy are on commentary for this match because Tommy Dreamer is a fucking mark for Terry Funk. Huge mark, even though he doesn't say anything on commentary. Actually, at one point, yeah, he, he even he, asked he Travis Hall to leave him alone so he can just watch the match, which I'm like. What? Why are you out there then, bro? Watch on the monitor I'll back you, weirdo. Watch through the curtain. I don't... Whatever. Uh, one, of, one of the first things that Tommy says on commentary is that Terry Funk may be on the last legs of his career, which he said this 23 hmm. years ago. Hmm. Right. Okay, sure. Uh, was watch... 52 or... He was either 52 or 53 at this point. He's old. Yeah. Uh... Basically, there's a lot of double teamwork from all three men in this match in the beginning until Salmon says, Stephen Richards, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Sandman, yeah. who's an absolute fucking menace in this match, <laughs> gets a ladder, throws it over the top rope, which hits Terry Funk right in the head. Yeah, he left and then came back with the ladder and then he just chucked it in the ring and it just fucking clopped Terry Funk right in the head. Yeah, so then Salmon gets back in the ring, throws the ladder into Funk's face again, gets a two count. What is... Okay, so the last ECW review, we talked about the Sandman and Mikey Whipwreck in a ladder match, where in that match, the Sandman was a fucking menace with a ladder. 
they actually showed uh like in i think they showed somewhere on the show a video package or something somewhere yeah we saw like, that exact spot where he fucking it, like did the slingshot to the ladder and murdered him and sam i got the fucking ladder thrown into his head disgusting point being the sandman's a menace <laughs> yeah uh so then for some reason the sandman decides i'm gonna climb this ladder now and terry funk obliges and climbs the opposite side uh he decides to go for a moonsault on stevie who's right behind him but by god he barely got any distance on this jump i thought he was gonna land on his head yeah so funk did the funk salt and uh he Kind of like Kurt Angle's moonsault, where you know Kurt Angle's looks a bit more majestic, but is equally as dangerous in the fact that he doesn't really get a whole lot of distance. He just kind of goes up and down. Funk did the same thing, but on a ladder. Yeah. So he, he, came, he rode. Yeah, he came down. He almost hit his head on. Stevie was too far away because he thought you know someone doing a moonsault was going to jump out a bit farther. Nah, Funk just <laughs> took a straight bump, face bump from about. Well, I don't know. What'd uh, you say about eight, ten, seven, yeah, eight, eight, ten feet in the air? Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, from the ladder onto the mat. So, fucking you know, maniac. That, that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, he he rotated a lot slower than I think he was supposed to. So that's why I had this feeling he was going to land on this goddamn head. Uh, yeah. At this point, Funk's just chilling on the mat, as he should. Uh, Sandman and Steve are on the ladder at this point. Terry gets up and pushes the ladder over. And then I thought the Sandman was going to land on the goddamn floor. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like the, the angle of his fall, I was almost convinced he was going over the top. But, uh, no, he just hit the top rope really, really fucking hard. <laughs> like. Better than the floor. Yeah, but damn, bro, he, he, he still got something. That's um, true. Yeah, he got something. Uh, uh, so then Sandman and Terry are trading blows in front of this leaning ladder, which, so the ladder is like kind of leaning in a way where some of it is on the outside of the ring, kind of, it's like hanging over the apron. So then Stevie Richards uh, in the corner jumps from the corner to the floor and pretty much uh, catapults the ladder into their faces like that, that Jeff Hardy spot that one time at Armageddon. Uh, Yeah, the seesaw gimmick. Yeah, where he exploded Joey Mercury's face, but these dudes, you know, didn't get their faces exploded. Uh, thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, Even though, you know, Sandman was already bleeding because he bleeds at the beginning of every year. Yeah, he, he, he fucking gigged he himself gigged to start. Can, yeah. For sure. Um, so then the two of them managed to double powerbomb Stevie, get the fuck rid of him. So much for tonight being about Stevie Richards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you thought that he was going to... Yeah, it's fucked up. That's why I was so convinced that he had a chance at winning, because I gave him a fucking promo. I figured it was going to be either Funk or... Steve, yeah, I th- well, I mean, I figured at the start of this match that Sandman was winning, just because he's the fucking Sandman. Yeah. Uh, that's a fair assumption. Yeah, so Stevie's eliminated by a double powerbomb. Uh, after that, Terry Funk decides it's time for some fucking barbed wire in this match, which is... Still covered in the streamers from the six man early in the night because I guess they just kind of pushed it under the ring without realizing the barbed yeah. wire they were working with is there. But uh, so we got some colorful barbed wire. He literally whips like wh- whips the Sandman with the barbed he wire. He literally whips, whips this motherfucker with the barbed wire and, at and one it like catches his skin and catches oh, in his back, bro. Just, uh, it pulls. Fuck me, yeah. dude. Pulled, ugh. Yeah. So the Sandman manages to kind of come back and he literally wraps his body in the barbed wire like a menace and <laughs> tackles Funk repeatedly. He just keeps running into him. Uh, Funk manages to recover from all that, hits a Funk salt on Sandman for the win, to which Raven immediately comes out and just starts beating the piss out of this guy. Like he, like he was just at ringside. Immediately he's there. Yeah, he was at the curtain waiting for the bell, bro. He's like, I'm going to beat the motherfucker. I swear to God. Shit out of this fucking guy. I swear to God. So Raven comes out. I didn't even hear the bell ring. But uh, so here we go. ECW World Championship match. Got Terry Funk versus Raven. Uh, It's it's not much of a match. It's a (laughs) beatdown. Raven beats the shit out of Terry Funk. Busts him open 
He looks horrible. <laughs> Puts just, him through some tables, keeps beating on him, just just fucking shit housing him while Tommy Dreamer's just watching. Watching his favorite wrestler in the world die. <laughs> yeah, right in front of his eyes. Uh, Raven gets a mic, looks up at Dreamer up on the balcony at the commentary table and tells him he is going to actually fucking kill this guy. <laughs> uh, so he's going to end his career. To which Tommy began to leave the commentary desk randomly. Big Dick, I don't know why, Big Dick Dudley <laughs> atta- attacks Tommy Dreamer with a trash can, which <laughs> Tommy decides to gig himself after taking <laughs> one hit from the trash can on the yeah, head. Yeah, he did gig for no reason. <clears throat> uh, ridiculous. Dudley tries to choke slam uh, Dreamer through a stack of tables that was set up on the floor, supposedly by the crowd. Uh, Dreamer manages <laughs> makes the gig make even less sense. <laughs> Dreamer yeah. counters and sends Dudley to his goddamn doom. He almost missed all these tables. Uh, when he went to choke slam Big Dick Dudley, instead of jumping, he like like a little baby hop and then fell back. Like he landed on his feet and then fell back. <laughs> that was some shit. It was. I mean, if he didn't, he probably died though. Because he, yeah, he to be, to be, yeah, to be to be fair, I think him not going over the first time was probably what saved his life. He had to do the foley bump because if he didn't, he probably would have died. Like foley yeah. probably would have died. Uh, back in the ring after all that schmoz happens, Terry Funk manages to get a small package on Raven, who kicks out a two. But the timekeeper takes some fucking liberties with this match and blows the whole finish by ringing the bell. So the crowd pops huge because they just because they think that Terry Funk just defeated Raven. No, that's not what happened yet. So the the crowd's big pop is already blown. Uh, they immediately do the same thing again, where he goes for a small package and then he wins. Which, first off, this made Raven look so bad. <laughs> Tilt. This made Raven look yeah. so bad to do all this shit to Terry Funk after he had just gone through that first match to then go ahead and lose. He couldn't beat this 53-year-old man on pretty much his retirement tour that just had a three-way dance. That he bloodied and battered for like 10 minutes before this even happened. Yeah. Like, he literally... When I... Like, he... We talk about the crimson mask in this business, brother. I'm talking about the crimson shirt. <laughs> this dude was fucked oh, yeah. up. He was Funk. fucked up. I don't know how. Funk. Oh my! He God. definitely broke out the Muda scale tonight. He, he was on it for sure. <laughs> for sure, he took some aspirins in the back. He's like, my shit's be thin as hell. Uh, but yeah, this made Raven look unbelievably fucking bad. <laughs> to really bad. first to kick out of the first small package, and then not the second one. Or, or even the fact that he lost to Terry Funk at all after everything that had just happened made me like an absolute goomba. Like the biggest goober on this entire show was Raven by far. Yeah, so pretty not good did Raven look. Yeah, all for a token title run for Terry Funk. Hmm. Which, you I know, mean, you know, fair. I, I, I'm, even, I'm even gonna look it up. How long did this man even have the title? I bet it wasn't long. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Terry Funk held it for. Wow, really? No fucking way. He held it for 118 days. That's yeah. From That's April, right. he held it till Born to Be Wired, which is August. So he held this belt for what four months? Damn. That's a lot longer than I suspected it would have been. <laughs> I mean, I, I I knew that Terry Funk was going to win this match because I've seen him be on the map. You know what's fucked up also? As I'm looking at the list of ECW champions, this is the last time Raven ever holds that belt. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn, that is fucked up. That's, that is so fucked. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucked. I feel for you, Raven. You got jabronied. <laughs> But like uh, it's the wrestling biz, brother. Yeah, it is the wrestling biz, and that is also ECW barely legal in 1997. Yes, sir. That it was, was... It, it was it was a good show. It's just that me being sick and you being tired from yeah. work made the entire last 45 minutes a slog. Yeah, just so gas. I was so 
Especially after I, I blew all my hype during the six man match. So Yeah, that was the best match on all, the show. All my, I mean, I, all my energy I really liked the three man or the, the three way dance, but fuck. Yeah, but I think at that point I was just like, please just fucking move on. Yeah. I just wanted it to be over at that point. So Yeah. But up and down the card on a there wasn't really a bad match except for the overbooked match that was Pitbull number two versus Shane Douglas. The mat the match was literally fine up until the last three minutes. <laughs> it just got so schmazzy. Yeah. This could not, not good. Yeah. believe it. It's getting ridiculous. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That Great. was the show. Thank you, Ruben, for repeatedly asking us. Thank you, Ruben. Yeah. Thank you, the boy MC Max, for sure, for becoming a patron. You know, again, Patreon TL or patreon.com forward slash TL pod if you want to, if you guys want to become a patron. Any support uh, is extremely appreciated. Even even just listening is great. Even, you know? even just listening, you know, it's a free show. It'll always be a free show. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not about to be all like, well, you're going to pay to play, brother. No, 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 no. Uh, but like we that. certainly but we certainly appreciate any and all support we receive. Of course, uh, you can follow the Twitter at TL Pod. You can find the Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Owl, Anchor. So many places where we're fucking everywhere. I mean pretty much anywhere just, you go anywhere you go to find a podcast, you'll find us. Yeah. Anywhere you can go to find a podcast, you'll find us. So just, you know, just go search up the pod, TL Pro. Sorry, take notice for us. You can you can just search it into Google. We you can get on fucking we, YouTube. We show up on Google, so you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you can find us on YouTube too if you're a lazy bitch. <laughs> right. You know, but it's either podcast, you know, you're working or you're driving, whatever, what have you. Yeah, you know, work out, go to work, whatever. We're here for you. Right. Right. But yeah, that was the show. Thanks guys for listening. Um, and I think I think that's that's everything, right? That's episode 16. Yeah, I'm gonna give one last shout out to Zekro for those sick fucking all the awesome graphics he did for us. Absolutely and amazing. uh yeah, I think that's it, brother. Oh shit. Oh that's shit! It. That's another one of the books. It's episode 16, then shit on that note. We will see you guys. Next time. Later.